Okay, stand by everybody. Podcast is standby. I'm actually going live here on live stream for the first time. And there I am. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. This is the first time I'm on StreamYard. Uh, thanks to my friends at Mac and Jack Sports uh, Sports in the Northeast Streaming uh, Sports Network. Here I'm on live on uh, uh, YouTube, everybody, tonight through the Northeast Streaming Sports. And I'm on Facebook Live, Twitter, Periscope. And of course, Spotify and my podcast, whichever where it goes. Uh, that was breaking news later on this afternoon. The Raiders, the Raiders. That's why I got my silver and black on. Uh, Pickles, they're going to have a um, going to have a documentary on Al Davis coming up later this week on ESPN. I think it's going to be Thursday around seven uh, eight. The 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. It's going to be great. But that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, the, the, the Raiders, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, are accepting calls for Derek Carr. Uh, like I tell the guys from the Mac and Jack show, this is the, uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I'll get into all the angles of this Jared Goff, Matt Stafford trade. And also, I forgot to put it in my title, but the 49ers, how can they? They have the firepower, Carlos. They have the firepower to make it happen with Deshaun Watson. What does that mean? What does it mean for the Patriots? But first, let me tell you about Alternite. Alternite is a nonprofit 100% funded by Tolik Boards out of Brooklyn, New York area received support or partnered with New York Ranger hockey team, former Ranger legends, Mark Messier, Adam Graves, Ron Duguay, uh, WFAN's Boomer Esiason, one of the most notorious, legendary uh, local sports talk radio stations in the entire country. They do humanitarian and educational services for underserved communities. For example, pays fees for youth to play sports, also provide equipment, also provide help in the music and arts field for more information or on how to donate or request help for a youth. Please contact them at www.alternite.com, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E.com, or visit their Facebook page, or you can call 917-775-775. Four zero zero five. Tell them Robert from Sports Scope sent you alternate good people doing a good thing. Okay, I'm going to get into the Raiders in just a second. Everybody got a lot I want to talk about tonight. My notes may be a little bit, uh, what do you say, scattered because the news is so scattered. It really is. It really is. But this makes me think about, guys, of a baseball analogy, okay? This takes me back to 2003, everybody, hear me out, ALCS, Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees. 
and Grady Little Pickles, Carlos, you know who I'm talking about. Red Sox manager leaves in Pedro Martinez, a few innings too long. The Yankees come back, and the Yankees do what the Yankees do. They hit late inning, big home runs, big hits. Pedro wears down. The Yankees beat the Red Sox again and get to the World Series. And a few days later, it wasn't too long after, I think the Yankees went on to lose the World Series to the Florida Marlins, led by Josh Beckett that year. But Grady Little was fired. And I remember the gist of every sports talk show host, and this is when I'm really in tune with the, the, the national media folks, and I'm usually not. They hired Terry Francona, and the number one thing that Terry Francona was said to have done, this is all we're asking you to do, win the World Series. Win the World Series. That's it. That's Is, is that pressure enough? Now, and of course, we know what happened. We know what happened. I was going to school with you, Carlos, uh, the next year. The Red Sox, they get to the same position. They're down 0-3. Francona's thinking, I'm thinking, he's going to get fired. Because the, 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 the job is to win the World Series. And, of course, they came back, historical comeback. They came back from 0-3, and the rest is history. They went on and won the World Series. That's what this Matt Stafford thing is about with, with, with Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay apparently... Over, I'm summarizing this, guys, over a weekend last with the wives in Cabo and all this stuff. And there, there was a, there was talk about Jared Goff. And the talk was that this guy, they cannot get it done with him. Here's what Doug Gottlieb says. Doug Gottlieb said that there are sources and rumors saying that that golf had some work work ethic issues. I'm trying to figure it out. Hold on, guys. He had some work ethic issues coming out of that, and things were just not uh, – that he, he had totally lost – McVay had totally lost confidence in Jared Goff. And here we go. Was told a very good source. Rams were frustrated at golf's lack of work ethic, football IQ, mobility, accountability, and simply wouldn't take chances on explosive plays. Locker room expected more, uh, respected Walford more. Now, that's from Doug Gottlieb. Now, like I said at the beginning of this segment, is now you have traded. You got that contract off your books, but they, they have – they have the next two first-round picks gone, completely gone from the Rams. They're a team that has that needs help on their interior offensive line. Uh, whatchamacallit is uh, uh, um, their left tackle is 39 years old, Whitworth. Okay? But so going back to the story at hand, uh, there is some – there, there was some uh, discussions there with golf and about golf. There was, there is a relationship with the uh, general manager now of the Lions and, and the Rams. So that also ties everything together. Okay. 
So we're getting all this into details. But so you give up a third round and two first round picks. You're taking Stafford. And look, I looked at the numbers, guys, and golf had golf has 13, 20, 20 touchdowns, 13 picks. Stafford 26 and 10. They both missed the game. So they have to win. And now Stafford's got two years left on his contract. The 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 Lions with the third round pick and two first round picks and Jared Goff, they have an out after two years as well. So the Lions really didn't get uh, the raw in. I thought they would probably get a second round pick for Stafford because he's he'll be thirty three this year. So you have to win the Super Bowl in two years. They don't have a first. They they need interior offensive lineman help. Now, could they do it? Part of this, and I was telling Mac and Jack, part of this really inspires me because you take chances in life. If you want to be aggressive, you've got to go for it and take chances. But, uh, you know, he is stronger uh, stronger arm, better athlete. I get it. But Sean McVay and Les Snead, the general manager, they will both be fired if uh, – they don't win. They have to win the Super Bowl, Carlos, in two years. Yeah, they need a fullback. That's right, Carlos. They need they need help on the offensive line. Uh, they'll look good early, and they may very well win the Super Bowl. They they very well uh, win the Super Bowl. That being said, they're on a house of cards right now. They can't afford any injuries because they haven't used the first round pick since 2016, and they're not going to have one. You have to, and a lot of that is Les Snead's fault because he he extended running backs, he extended um, receivers when you shouldn't do that, and now he's over the cap. And now they had to trade a lot of players. Mark Marquise Pete, remember they went to for Peters, Marcus Peters. Sent him off. Uh, Cooks gave him a big contract. Had to trade him to Houston. Found a sucker for him. So they can do it. I like the idea. But if they don't do it in two years, he's fired. Now, what does this say about Deshaun Watson? Well, this says that Deshaun Watson is worth a king's ransom. And we talked about this on the Mac and Jack Sports Show, which I come on 8 p.m. Central Time. Oh, you're on live stream. You can see them on Spotify, uh, Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, whatever. Mac and Jack Sports. That this team, it that they're they're on a house of cards, and you know they're competing with these other teams. And Colin Coward mentioned this that they they want to compete with the other LA market. Sean McVay will be gone in two years if this don't work. Now, he'll get picked up. He'll get picked up because he's a good coach. He's young. He's like 36, you know, 35, 36 years old. He will get picked up. But you have to look at all the little details, you know. And and, and Stafford, Stafford's made less money, made more money than Tom Brady since 2009. So he, he could definitely uh, readjust his cap number to get help. But uh, that that's going to be commended. That that's going to be uh, and and then the second part of this, that's probably going to be a must. They're over the cap. 
The second part of this is, and I thought that he would go to New England. He said, "I, him being Stafford, I do not want to go to New England whatsoever. And the fact that he don't want to go to New England, now the Patriots either going to have to work out something with Garoppolo. I don't think that they're going to go for this rookie Mac Jones from Alabama at 15. So I look for them to make a move here shortly before the new year starts, probably for Garoppolo. But what this says about uh, Deshaun Watson is they still want to keep him. They want to see what they can get out of him. David Coley, the new head coach there from Baltimore, position coach, uh, I say that they probably will will probably hold tight from what they got. Now, they can get, you know, a, a total king's ransom to, for him. And, and you know what? What does this say about the 49ers? The 49ers, uh, nobody's talking about this, guys. But the 49ers, who are in the same division as the Rams, of course, have the firepower to, to, to make it happen with Houston. What Houston needs, guys, is players on rookie contracts. They have cap issues, and they can't stop anybody. Okay? They have a good offense. But they, they're about $20 million over, thanks to Bill O'Brien, and they cannot stop anybody. So, so what, does, what, what can 49ers do to get the, the interest of the Houston Texans? And I wrote this down as it's a lot of details here. Okay, first of all, you guys won't believe this, but the 49ers had the 12th pick, Okay. They have the 12th overall pick because he had injuries this year. I get it. And they have the 43rd pick, which is their second round pick. They got Joey Bosa is coming in his third year. So he's on a rookie contract up to five years, okay? Javon Kinlaw, rookie, played great second-year guy, defensive tackle. Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayukic are both on rookie contracts. Samuel's going into year three. Brandon Ayukic, uh Pickles, he's going into year two, okay? So you look at it this way, that, yeah, exactly, exactly, Linda. Thank you. You have the 12th pick, Joy Bosa rookie contract, Javon Kinlaw, Debo Samuel, that's, that's one, two, three, four players, one draft pick. You throw in, you throw in the second round. That's five picks. That's five picks for a team that is loaded on defense, who still has D Ford, who still has Armstead, who still has that really good Jimmy. Um, what is it, Jimmy Spencer? I can't remember. The really good uh, safety out there. Very loaded. So you take those players, you take that 12th pick, you take that 43rd pick, you take Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, Debo Samuel. Those are all the equivalent of early first-round picks. And you say, okay, send us, you give us Deshaun Watson, okay? And then you say, well, well what, what does Houston do? What, what? 
What does Houston do? Well, Houston Pickles, Carlos, Miss Linda. Houston has what the Jets, who are said to have liked Darnold. The Jets have a number two pick, right? So you take, you call up Robert Sala, former guy, coach, to coach these players, and you say, Robert, Joey Bosa tore his ACL in September. He's already ahead of schedule. He'll be fine. Don't give me that, okay? What Would, would you take Joey Bosa and the 43rd pick for that second pick? Just the second pick. Would you take that for the second pick? And, okay, so you got, and what if he says, well, we need a receiver. Okay. Would you take Debo Samuel and Joey Bosa for that second pick? And remember, Joey Bosa was, or Nick Bosa, excuse me, the brother. Nick Bosa's a top five talent, everybody. Nick Bosa. That, that was just a top five talent. So you can't tell me that Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets, wouldn't take that. That's just that. Now, listen, Carlos. The Jets have Seattle's 27 pick. The Jets still have a second round pick. And you have Quentin Williams and Joe and Nick Bosa. And then you also got a Debo Samuel wide receiver. That's three lock-in starters. Debo Samuel and Joey Bosa. For that number two pick, are you kidding me? Now, Houston's got that. So, Houston will have the number two. They'll have the number 12. They'll have Javon Kinlaw, and they'll have the 49ers second-round pick. That's a king's ransom. Starter, 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 starter. What does the Jets get? The Jet gets Joy Bosa and Debo Samuel. They give up the two, and they and then they still got the 27th pick and they got the second round pick. What does the 49ers get? A loaded, overly stacked defense. They get Deshaun Watson. Now, the you 49ers fans saying that's too much. Oh, contraire. The 49ers go out and trade Garoppolo back to New England for the second-round pick. Voila. There you go. Everybody's happy. The, the Houston, they either get Justin Fields or Wilson out of BYU. Okay. Deshaun Watson goes to the 49ers team who still will have George Kittle. And they'll have either Brandon Ayuk or Nebo Samuel. Uh, they'll still have Armstead, the defensive tackle. They'll still have D Ford. They'll still uh, have a second-round pick because they traded Garoppolo back to New England. New England gets Garoppolo. Okay. New England gets Garoppolo because I don't think they're going to go with Mac Jones, but maybe they bring in Mac Jones, but I doubt it. Okay. Houston gets Wilson. Of course, Jacksonville, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. We get it. And Houston has a building blocks. Now, San Francisco, 
would be the favorite to get back in the Super Bowl, even after losing all those players. They lost both in September, guys, and they were still beating playoff teams. Okay? So it sounds like a lot, but if you want to go for pay dirt, that's what you do. The Patriots may not have a choice but to go after Garoppolo. Stafford don't want to play for them, you know? Now, maybe they can find a way to get Rodgers. The problem with New England is they don't have that much draft capital. The 15th pick for the other teams that need quarterbacks. Washington needs a quarterback. And the Colts need a quarterback. They've got players and capital. Okay? Uh, Rodgers wants out, but I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't see Green Bay doing it. You see what I'm saying? Now, New England will have to get Matt. Maybe they can go draft Mac Jones. And who, what are they going to do? Uh, get uh, Dak Prescott? That could be, he could be, technically, he can be franchised again. Nobody's going to take Mitch Trubisky, you know. Now, the Colts, on the other hand, uh, they have, you know. And now there's a story out. So that's food for thought. That's food for thought, guys. And so the Raiders, there was a story out this afternoon. I'm not making this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up, Pickles. The Raiders are fielding calls for Derek Carr. Okay. What does it say? The Raiders are, uh, according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, this is all over Twitter, among the clubs that would be involved with the Colts, the Bears, Patriots, now, maybe they go after Derek Carr, possibly. But who do the Raiders going to get, you know? Yeah, Dallas. Now, 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 now Dak, Dallas may re-sign Dak. But Derek Carr, you know, this is what I would do about Derek Carr. The Raiders have no defense. That, that, you know, John Gruden is really stubborn in his old age, older age. And he's like 50, what, 55, whatever. Very young still. But... They're 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 twenty fifth to thirtieth in overall defense. They're twenty fifth to thirtieth against the run, Linda. They're twenty fifth to thirtieth against the pass. They can't stop anybody, and they're wanting to get rid of Derek Carr. He don't play defense. Derek Carr statistically is in the top. He's in he's top ten, top eleven in every statistical category this year, and they're wanting to get rid of him. You know, the Raiders can be one of the most frustrated. And they're $19 million over to the cap that I was looking at. You know, only thing I do, if I'm the Raiders, uh, trade Derek Carr for uh, Lamar Jackson or somebody. You know, his cap number is like $22 million, cars. It's very cheap. You talk about user-friendly for a veteran. He's going to be 30 years old this year. Plenty left in the tank. Uh, the criticism is he don't turn it loose or whatever, you know. But Derek Carr um, would be good with, with, with the team like uh, Baltimore and give them some picks, give them Derek Carr, Baltimore, send over to the uh, Lamar Jackson, to the Raiders, and a few defensive players that they need, you know. 
So, yeah. Now, the Dallas, Dallas would try that. I think Dallas is going to go with Dak. Until Dallas shows me otherwise, I think Dallas will pay Dak a big contract this year. That's Jerry Jones for you. But as far as these other teams, the Bears would be great for Carr, you know. Maybe trade Carr back to the Bears and get, um, oh, God, what's the guy's name, the deep, the, the big linebacker? Uh, Mac, get, get Mac back, Khalil Mack. But the Raiders, their problem is defense. It's not Derek Carr. They've got a running game. They've got an offensive line. They have uh, top three, top four tight end. They have a deep threat. Uh, Carr's a little hesitant, but he don't make that big a mistake to me. But other than that, I don't see anything else the Raiders can do. The Raiders will may do something stupid. Yeah, yeah, to New England would be great. Uh, yeah, car to New England, car to Chicago. Uh, that would be fine. I don't know what the Ra- the Raiders don't need a court. That's a thing that they they need defense, you know. But maybe Gruden feels like that he that he uh, his maybe he can get some more out of Carr and maybe go draft another quarterback. They draft seventeenth. All the quarterbacks are going to be done. But Gruden, knowing the nutcase he is about quarterbacks. He'll draft Cal Trash from Florida with that 17th overall pick. That was the later years in Gruden when he started to lose in Tampa. He started overthinking the room, you know. I just think that these guys are out of line here. Uh, If you want to trade Carr, you need multiple picks for defensive players, and then you got to have a plan B to get a quarterback, you know. I mean, it's not going to be Marcus Mariota. Do they sign Jameis Winston, a guy that turns a ball over even more than Carr? You know, I just don't understand what the Raiders are thinking. You know, you get real high on the Raiders as the season goes along, and then once it gets towards December, they start to look like the Raiders again, a team that can't get to the quarterback. They give up more deep balls than anybody in the NFL than maybe Tennessee. You know, they get ran on when they go on the East from west to east like nobody's business. But I'm telling you guys, do I poo-poo this until I looked at it? The 49ers have the firepower with those players on rookie contracts with a three-team deal to get Deshaun Watson. If they do, they're favorites to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, even after losing a guy like Bolsa. And uh, Ken Law, this tackle from South Carolina, they still they would be favorites with with that running game, and that tight end, and and, and uh, John Lynch is doing a good job as a general manager there, you know. So keep that in mind. Of course, Denver will be in the, the mix to get a quarterback too, but this Raider thing is legit. Houston. Uh, you could sit on it. You could sit on Watson all the way up to training camp, you know, and, and find him and all that good stuff. But it, it's something that three-team deal between the Jets, Houston, and San Francisco, I think, would make sense. It would be like a basketball trade. It'd be like an NBA trade, if you ask me. 
So um, as far as going back to the actual trade that happened between Stafford and Golf, hold on, everybody. Let me change out my podcast. I mean, as far as that's concerned, uh, Lions got they got they got third round. They got two first rounds. They have it out in two years. Could the lion, could the uh, lions go and and trade golf to Washington? Could they trade golf to the Bears and take that seventh pick and and get a player with that seventh pick? They could, they could get a, a quarterback. Maybe Fields drops that far. Uh, Wilson seems to be rated higher the BYU quarterback than he is. So it seems like. The Lions are in good shape. McVeigh, who the pressure seems to not bother him, uh, is okay with two years, win the Super Bowl, or you're gone. That That is it. It's just like the Terry Francona thing, the analogy I made for baseball. Uh, can they do it? If you hope and pray your players, you hit on your second-round pick, and you keep this guy, uh, Stafford, Protected with with Cam Akers and uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Van Jefferson. You'll have you'll have that. Uh, they'll be fine. And of course, you got that top end defense, but it, it's top end. You know, you saw what happened to them when Donald Donald got hurt. They got beat by Green Bay in the playoffs. Uh, as far as golf, he's going to have to he's going to have to read. Yeah, Tyler Higby. Jared Everett, uh, Reynolds, they did a pretty good job there, you know. Yeah, now Rodgers, getting Rodgers, I don't even know if he's hinted that that uh, he, he may, you know, uh, want to get traded or whatever, but then he kind of backed off those comments. Uh, a team like the Colts may go after Rodgers. I think they can afford him. They can afford him. Uh, they probably won't trade Rodgers. That's why I really didn't go too far into that. But this quarterback carousel is real. I didn't think it was going to get this far, but it did. But the 49ers are definitely in it. They're, when there's smoke, everybody, there is fire. Okay? Jason Witten jumps right into coaching. Uh, you know something... Jason Witten takes a job out of high school in Texas. Uh, he's going to be a first ballot. You know, the, the definition of procrastination is putting off something because you feel like you can't do it just right. And I do it all the time. I'm procrastinating on getting this done right, Linda, getting this program streamed up right, you know. But Jason Witten is a guy that he, he jumped right out of coaching right out of playing into coaching high school football in like a a small town in Texas. I couldn't remember. I couldn't catch the name of it, but either way, I like that. Uh, The guy is, he's a first ballot hall of famer. And I said this last week, Carlos and and everybody that I would have taken Jason Witten with no college experience as a head coach, rather than Josh Heupel, the guy from central Florida, uh, I would have been more excited about that than I would have uh, the guy we got now at UT. You know, 
That's what I'm saying, Carl. I think he would have had enough connections with former players who are now coaches. The guy started, he was drafted in 2002, of April 2002. He played basically, uh, what, 18 years? Because he, he took one year off and he was a uh, commentator, which we sweating bullets on Monday night. Probably not cut out for that. But Parcell says, I'll need more guys like Jason Witten. He lives, sleeps, eats, drinks, dreams football. That's all that guy is. That's the kind of player I want playing for me. And he was one of that first few classes that Parcells brought in for Dallas. Between him and this young guy that went to, he's from Wisconsin, uh, went to a school, a little small school in Illinois. That was Tony Romo. And Jason Witten and Demarcus Ware are some of the first few players that Parcells brought in that he really thought a lot of at Dallas. The bit of his favorite was Witten, though. You know, Jason Witten, he, he's all football all the time. And the guy doesn't procrastinate. I hope eventually one day he comes and coaches. He's from East Tennessee area. He's living in Texas. I want to say his son is in high school already at uh, this small uh, or this big, it's a Christian uh, high school in Texas. And now he's their head coach. Kudos to Jason Witten. Hey, Carlos, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the NCAA will bring, uh, EA Sports will bring back the NCAA football game. Now, this is a game that... Uh, would use player likeness on this video game. It was like the NFL. It was like the Madden game, but it was college. It used players' faces, images, and there was a big settlement back in 2013, and they settled it in 2014. And the players end up getting – it was a big class action lawsuit. And the overall settlement is going for a little over between 3,800, according to the firm, more than 8,100 checks in the amount between five and 10,000. Nearly 1,300 are the amounts between 10 and 20,000. They're 14, 20,000 or more. This is a major $208 million settlement for uh, player likeness being used. So now uh, that was all done. The last one was Denard Robertson, quarterback for Michigan. He was on the cover and he'd get paid for it. So I like the fact that the players uh, used that and won it. So now they're going to bring the game back. They're going to bring the game back after being like a seven-year hiatus. And technically, it's not legal yet for players to capitalize, but it's supposed to be according to the NCAA that's supposed to come into fruition here re soon. I mean, probably by the later on this year. So whoever's on the cover of this thing will get paid, and he should get paid. You know, uh, each division is expected to consider name, image, and likeness rules at the 2021 NCAA condition convention anticipated effective dates are no longer than the start of the 2021-2022 academic year. So that's good. 
the player, this is a big thing, you know, this is a game, it's on, uh, oh God, I forgot which systems, they had, the, the PlayStation 50 or whatever they got now, and I, I love playing it, I was living in New York, a friend of mine used to play high school football in South Florida, and he said a guy he went to school with in South Florida played for Boston College. And he said, that's my friend from college, man, from high school. And he said, that's him. That That's his face. That's his jersey number. And I said, where's he, where's he at now? He said he's in Boston College. So, you know, this is something that should have never happened. That And I'm finally glad better late than never, that the NCAA is finally getting around to saying, you know, you don't, as far as being in our team and using our team logo for individual money, I understand that. But if you're using my face for something like that, yeah, I should get paid for it. And I'm gladly, uh, you know, that, that, that finally people are coming to their senses and saying this is not right. People are getting paid for it. So, it's a fun game. I like playing it, the NCAA. Um, it's, it should have never been that way from the get-go. Either way, I'm glad it's all coming to fruition now. Other news and notes going around. Let's see, Derek Carr. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I never thought that anybody, and of course, uh, there was a, issue with LeBron James and this lady in, in Atlanta, probably drunk, probably set up this heckler. And um, he said they, they got thrown out. They were floor side seats and heckling. He said something to, to the husband and she said something. And finally she got thrown out. Of course, he puts this term Karen on his, uh, what is it called? He called her courtside Karen. And I thought to myself, you know, this guy, now, and I do believe in security, everybody, and taking care of the players' safety and everything. I'm big. I worked in security, you know. And, um, and Jordan used to get into it with Spike Lee and all that. But he would never get into it with the fan. You know, he would always... And I'm pretty sure fans gave him a hard way to go. He's the greatest of all time. I'm pretty sure he says something to security about it. But, see, it wasn't that big a deal until LeBron, who always wants attention and competes for attention, had to say something about the term Karen. Well, I think it's some kind of racial remark for a woman that's white, is not getting what she wants, or something like that. But... He makes it a bigger deal than what it is because of his need to get attention. Now, Jordan, you know, him and Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, okay? But they always want to be – they know they can never be – command the respect Jordan respects. They can never get the popularity Jordan gets. So Kobe tried to talk like Jordan. LeBron changed his jersey number to 23 like Jordan, you know. LeBron's always trying to get attention from stuff like this because they, they know that no matter, even if he wins, he's never going to get that kind of respect. Now, what he should have did was not said nothing about it. Reporter asked him at the game, had the people removed, 
uh, probably drunk, disruly, and I should. They should. I'm all for player safety, you know. But he always has to make everything about him, and he always wants to get attention from social media because of the deep insecurities that he has because he knows he could never, ever measure up to Jordan. Now, statistically, he may be Jordan. I'm not talking about his numbers. I'm not. He, he might even catch Jordan in championships, but he'll never be that level of respect by his peers, and he'll never have that kind of uh, fame as Jordan has. And, and, and it's just little stuff like that that, that he turns moles into mountain hills, mole hills into mountains. That really irks me, you know. But hey. It is what it is. You know, everybody has to copy somebody to get where you're at. I understand that. But that that's LeBron for you. You know, he's he's uh and, and like I said, I ain't taking up for that woman. I mean, she's drunk. She was at I'm sure she was out of pocket. Well, I'm, I'm assuming she it didn't say she was drunk, but usually these situations involve alcohol. People want to heckle the players, they got the court side seats. All LeBron has to do, and I'm sure he's done this a million times in the past, is Say something to security. Hey, man, they, they said they get, they're getting over. They're over the top with the heckling. Um, they're cursing. And I don't I don't think you should curse. I don't think you should have be able to curse at these games. A lot of kids there. There's wasn't that many people. It was, you know, it's a pandemic. But uh, you just should not be able to um, to do that. And I'm all, like I said, I work security. I'm all about security. I'm all about respect for the players. But he he capitalizes on uh being a victim i'm sure it happens every game you know but he has to be the center point he has to make something way more than it has to be because he just don't have the thick skin of a jordan uh, and he'll never be jordan you know and he it's little stuff like this that that, that always piles up with lebron that, that shows those real insecurities and now this lady's got People are on her Instagram now. Now she she got she played him and got fame for me. She's married to some older guy, looks like my older than my dad, you know. She's like 25. So he kind of fell for that hook as well. But uh either way, everybody, I'm over 40 minutes. I've said all what I was been venting about all day. Um anyways. I will be back on the Mac and Jack Sports Show, 8 a.m. Central Time. Check out the Mac and Jack on Facebook, Twitch. Uh, follow us on the North East Streaming Sports on Face uh, on, on YouTube, Pickles. Uh, Carlos will be on there. We'll be doing a um, – Linda, I don't know if you're still following me. Uh, haven't made an announcement. We're doing a Super Bowl show there. I don't know what time, but we'll, we'll put it on our social media links. Check us out there. I will be back on Thursday, of course, 9 p.m. Central. We'll break down this Super Bowl, okay? We'll break down this Super Bowl. Uh, I will say this. I know that two offensive linemen are out for Kansas City, but this is something for you guys to think about before I break this thing down Thursday. Just mention Jared Goff in the Rams. Whitworth, the left tackle, the big left tackle for the Rams, his first game out was a Monday night game against 
Tampa. He went down to Tampa. Uh, a lot of throws to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. They couldn't run it, and they beat Tampa in that game. Keep that in mind. That was so. That's why I'm leaning, still leaning Kansas City. And a few games now. Here's my thing: if, if Kansas City had these two tackles out for multiple games, and you had game film on the new tackles, then it would big time favor this great defensive line of Tampa. But remember. Wentworth, the left tackle, the Pro Bowl left tackle, was out. And with the right scheme, Jared Goff and Sean McVay went down to Tampa and beat them 27-24. Ironically, that was the same score that Kansas City beat Tampa earlier this year or later on in, in November. So keep that in mind. I know a lot of people's leaning Tampa. But you, you got Andy Reid's got two weeks to prepare. And these guys have not seen these other attacks. Now, of course, Vitavita didn't play in the other game. So this is something to think about that makes me go back towards Kansas City because I was going the other way after I read about those injuries to Kansas City's def uh, to, to their offensive line. Plus, it seems like the turf toe is almost 100%. Uh, There's two more weeks that, that uh, uh, Mahomes don't have to be on that turf toe. So that's all food for thought. I will be on Thursday, 9 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully we'll have our uh, thing. I know, Carlos, you just hate. But, hey, you know what? Defense wins. A lot of games are won in the trenches. I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. So, anyways, I will see you guys 9 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Hope. We'll break that down position by position, coach by coach. You know, and and we'll really dig into this thing, okay? So have a good night, everybody. I'll see you here Thursday, 9 p.m. Central Time, here on Sports Scope. Thank you, podcast.